and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. Hey, it's the Brad and Brit cast. It's our uh, first one on a morning when did you know it was below freezing i can't believe it's only november and it's cold out i can't believe it can you believe it? some of us had to be out in the uh near freezing very very early this morning well to and from the car i wasn't exactly you know coal mining well uh brit your boy went down today (laughs) your boy your boy biden he got smacked down really by the eighth circuit court of appeals that's uh out there in Real America, the Eighth Circuit is uh, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska. Those, those are real places. Those are real, real places people. with real people. And they, yeah, they smack we don't, down we, the student loan, that student loan scam that he's trying to pull on the taxpayers. Oh, God bless him. So it's stopped right now. Have so we, can we start paying, the... Uh... Keep paying and enjoy it. Can right. we can we start the geez if they would have come out with this decision before election day then the Republicans would have done a lot better blah, 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 no blah, no because it was already blah, 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 it already start that been, been, you know it already been fucked with already it already it was already on hold all right let's start did you uh, did you look at the John Voight video up on Mediate I've seen it I saw it like. I was not well this weekend, and I was looking at just a lot of shit. Was it because you saw this or, or before you saw no, it? No, no, no. It was prior to this, although it didn't help, as it turns out. No, I saw right. his yeah, his bullshit. Okay. All right, so you you know what's, what's coming here. This is where he uh, shockingly endorses uh, Joe Biden again for president. Uh, he's a well-known conservative, but listen to this support for Biden. Don't kill the bit. Don't kill the bit. I shan't. Okay. God damn it. Wait a minute. I just killed the bit. Yeah, you kind of did. By accusing you of killing the bit that you hadn't even killed yet. Rewind. Let's start over. Light will emerge. We must all see this truth and allow justice to take place now. You see, the only way we can win these elections is to see the lies, deceit, and corruption from the left, the media, and the unknowns. It's not Biden. We know who they are. Not a fan of Biden. Let us all come together and to vote for true justice for all. Yeah. Let us pray that the one president who understood truths and had the best interest of the American people, the American dream, mm. President Donald Trump, mm. yeah. will return to the presidency. Wow. He and only he can stop this swamp, this deceit and injustice. My fellow Americans... Wake up. Wake up from this bad dream and bring back life, justice, truth in the only (laughs) land that's meant for dreams of goodness. The land of the free America, the greatest land, the greatest soil for men. How many times has he given a a, a speech like as a coach in a movie? Like, was he varsity blues? Uh, That was him. Yeah. But he's done that role a couple different times. That's not the- yeah, in a couple of different ways. I mean, it really. I mean, it, what it bums me out because of all the the right wing assholes. He's like to me one of the more talented ones. You know, like Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent is a, a mid rock and roll guy. You know, uh, but Voight and, and like Tim Allen, eh, I can I can give or take whatever. No, I mean Voight. We're, we can separate the. Uh- the talent he has as an actor with the fact that, that he's you know, completely nuts. <laughs> you, you can be nuts and be a good actor. A lot of them are. 
and but, and Brad didn't play the whole thing, which was you know again thank you. But there's there's a real religious tent to it, and oh, and there you know it's it's just again he and Kanye need to switch medications or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there there's also like a thing with him. This also happened during the Gulf War uh, back in the early 2000s about like. We need to pile these troops in there because it says in the Bible, like the war to end all wars to bring on Armageddon is going to happen in the Middle East. And we need to do that. And they're like, for some reason or other, they, they the, the right wingers and the conservatives and the, the evangelicals are like, they really lean into it. Like if it's the yoke on the plane, they're just like pushing that thing forward, just trying to nail it. We, we got to bring Jesus back. We got to make sure that, the, you know, the, the Armageddon's coming and the premillennial shit, the left behind shit, all that shit's got to happen now. Please, please. Right. Well. Fortunately, we still have the remnants of a secular uh, government in place. It hasn't quite taken over. I mean, but the the reason that I, I played that here up at the top is, you know, victories in politics are usually very short-lived, or is it short-lived? I can never figure out whether, yeah. I mean, which is, uh, they don't last that long. And um, you know, here we are six days after the uh, actual election day with races still to be decided in the house of representatives that appear to be leaning just over the line for Republicans where they're going to get, I don't know, three, four, five, six vote margin, maybe at the, at the most, but they're winning just enough Mm -hmm. according to all the projections. So we'll just assume that, that that is, is going to happen. So, Whatever excellence was displayed by the people of Nevada to uh, give the Senate control to the Democrats to allow them to keep it with the idea that if uh, the people of Georgia wake up, and I have a feeling that they will, because what is the incentive now to support Herschel Walker? I believe that what happened in Nevada with the Democrats now you know, in a can't lose position controlling the Senate, Chuck Schumer still the uh, still a man, and Mitch McConnell still bitter. That uh, anyone who was supporting Herschel Walker under the guise of, I know he's an idiot. I know he's a moron. I know he's unfit. I know he knows nothing. I know he held a gun to his wife's head. I know he's paid for at least two abortions. But I'm voting for Herschel Walker because I want Republican control of the Senate, that's now gone, okay? Because you can vote for Herschel Walker now, and you're not going to get Republican control of the Senate. So that, so you can now sit home. You do yeah. not have to vote for right. Herschel Walker anymore. And based on that, uh, let, the, let the record show that Reverend Warnock will not just win, he will win by Georgia standards, big which means by more than three points it'll be a big victory because they have no reason to to vote for him the the bad candidate theory now plays itself out in kind of a pure laboratory there well plus you take the you you take the libertarians out of the picture too it's a one-on-one race like the election day so you're right there what did that guy get like one and a half points yeah it was just enough for those people to be annoying as fuck i mean it's as usual it's just absolute shit right so there's just uh there's there's just nothing for for the people who are pretending 
that that Herschel Walker was uh, anything but just a good running back for Georgia and a hero in was it the nineteen eighty uh, game against Notre Dame? Sure, the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go home now. You can stay home. The adults will continue to be in charge in Georgia, and Georgia will continue to have two Democratic senators, as opposed to North Carolina. Yeah, you still got us guys, Republican senators. Which brings us, yeah, brings us to a very, very important story. We're gonna we're gonna start local, but not stay local. <laughs> The whole time, but um, there's a really, really uh, important and uh, well-written piece in the News and Observer about what's happened in North Carolina in the courts, which will affect everything. It's why I believe we are already in the throes of an autocracy here in North Carolina with this veneer, this 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 false front of being a purple state, and they have a Democratic governor, so because one of the projects that has been ongoing in North Carolina for years is to get control of the courts. And they've got control of the courts now, the Republicans. Let's run through this here. In 2019, that wasn't that long ago. Why, in 2019, we were about to have COVID takeover, but 2019, at that point, the, the Democrats majority on the North Carolina Supreme Court, and we can talk forever about how is it that Supreme Court positions are Democratic or Republican? Are we just more honest at the state level about what this is all about, or would we be better off to have uh, nonpartisan um courts at the at the top Should well we they'd still i mean it's st- i mean they still have to be they either have to be elected or they have to be appointed by somebody so there's always going to be some partisanship involved i know but th- this is worse all right so at, at that point the uh, democrats had a five to two majority um starting next year the republicans um will have let me amend that the Democrats had a six to one majority in 2019. Even worse. Uh, soon it will be a five to two Republican majority because the Democratic voters of this state and the Republican couldn't find themselves able to vote for someone named Sam Irvin Jr. He apparently would have been just too damn radical, too Democratic. So he got tossed out along with uh, another person and that, that swung it. So here's the point. The point is that it won't be until 2028 2028 that there will be even the remotest opportunity for the North Carolina Supreme Court to not be in such condition with a Republican majority because they stagger the terms, right? They're not all voted on at the same time. Right. So it's 2028. And the gerrymandering of this state now, we're, we are in the top three or four of completely distorted oh wait we're not right now but we're about to be again see they didn't allow it that that left-wing democratic court of the past will be no longer here soon and that's why we're seven and seven right now that's why we have seven democrats and seven exactly they they kept saying to republican no you can't do that and so they had an independent 
group draw up fair districts. And you know what happens when you have fair districts? You get what we have right now. Seven Republicans, seven Democrats in our 14-person House of Representatives delegation. That's perfection. Mm-hmm. That's perfection. Because yeah. in, 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 when, you, when you look at how many people vote Democratic and Republican across our state in total, in most elections, it's very, very close. It's kind of like seven and seven, seven and seven. Um, but the next map, which is already being talked about, they're not hiding it. This is just like Trumpism. We're going to fuck you. We're going to screw you. We're going to break the law. We're going to break the spirit of the law. We're going to break the norms. And we don't care what you think. Try to stop us. You can't. That's Trumpism in a nutshell. And they're going for uh, 11 to 3. They're going to draw the district so that it will be almost impossible for that not to be the outcome in the next election. So if you swing four more votes automatically to the Republican side nationally out of North Carolina, wow, that's a big deal. But I'm guessing that um, 11 to 3 isn't good enough. I would think they want to go for 12 to 2, don't you? Well, I mean, what you're saying takes on a lot more gravity when you understand that the Republicans, the the Democrats would be easily in control of the House had they not done the fucked up gerrymandering in Florida and had New York not completely blown their redistricting. Uh, it wouldn't even be close. By the way, right California now. also. California no, also. Throw California in there as well. Those are those are three big reasons that we're sweating this out, and it looks like the Republicans may actually, by the skin of their teeth, end up having a majority in the House. It wouldn't it wouldn't really be close if right. those three things we just talked about didn't happen. Well, remember there is a monster hiding in the closet that we know about that has uh, already been discussed at the U.S. Supreme Court which will become an actual ruling in June or whenever they release their, which is all about this independent legislative theory bullshit, which will cement the ability of uh, legislators to do any damn thing they want inside a state and not be subject to review by that state's Supreme court. In other words, when the Republicans redraw the lines again, if they do it, and I assume they'll wait until they get the uh, okie doke from the Supreme Court, which looks likely to rule in that way, although I'm praying, I'm hoping that they don't, and we get one of these seven to two with just Alito and Clarence Thomas being the assholes, like they were earlier today hmm. in saying that they would have voted against what the Supreme Court said in total in telling this hack, this beneath contempt hack out in Arizona, who's head of the Republican Party out there, this Kelly Ward. You remember her? Mm-hmm. She tried to run, I think, for Senate uh, a few years ago, and, and she couldn't get to first base. She was so hated. So she gets a gig at the top of the Republican Party in Arizona, a nice place to uh, to set up your feet and, and do things. So apparently she was all over trying to overturn the election in 2020 in favor of Trump out there in Arizona. So she thought that uh, her text messages, her phone call, that all of her communication was protected speech. Protected no. speech. No, not so no. much. No, no, no. And so the appeals courts said no. Everybody said no. Well, I'm going to take it as a Supreme Court. Even the Supreme Court said no. 
But Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito, as always, said, well, if it was just up to us two guys, we, we would have given her a pass. Well, fortunately, it's not just up to those two guys. So there's you know, another little little nugget to, uh, to chew on. But back to North Carolina, we are in a position now where, um, for instance, it's very likely I would think they're going to go back to their old uh, gerrymandered map and probably improve it even more with uh, better computers and artificial intelligence. And where we live, Britt, will get split up again into two or three districts. And uh, our representative, Kathy Manning, who just won re-election, uh, will very likely get squeezed into oblivion. She'll get squeezed so you, you and I will have different representatives again? It's more, more, I would yeah. guess, sure. Yeah. Because they have to go where the Democrat majorities are and split them up. That's what gerrymandering is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, you you, you uh, split the Democrats up and you put part of them here, you put part of them there, and you do the math so that whatever percentage of uh, Democrats you add to a district is never enough to, to, to swing an election so that you keep getting more Republicans uh, elected in in district. I mean, we we we're just got we just got done with that here and it got thrown out and now it's going to be back in. So that's that's kind of a big deal. Um, it isn't even local. I mean, it's 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 kind of national because there are other states that that have done this. It, it it can be overcome. It's difficult to be overcome. And 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 Britt, I was on the phone yesterday. I picked up the phone. I did something that uh, everybody should do this every once in a while. Pick up the phone and call someone, an old friend that you haven't talked to for at least eh, 15 years. See what happens. As long as you're, you're you know, you know. And I call a, a friend of mine who lives in uh, Portland, Oregon. Hello. Hello. He was a roommate of mine. He was a good friend of mine in, in high school. And uh, he just retired after being a lawyer out there on the West coast all these years. And his name's Gary. And I and of course he's a Buckeye fan. Like I am. I said, Gary, I, Gary is, is, is five steps to the left of us. Okay. He's great. Okay. He did environmental law and all. He was a great, he's a great guy. And I said, Gary, I'm really worried that I'm, I'm going to have more trouble cheering for the Buckeyes against Michigan. <laughs> um, in a couple of weeks. Cause Jesus Christ, Ohio, what a fucking sewer. J.D. Vance, are you kidding? And Michigan, th- there's a reason the slogan Go Blue was for the university. Mm-hmm. And now it really does apply for the whole state. I mean, they are 100% Democratic now. Both parts of the legislature, the the governor, who, by the way, got reelected uh, just about at the same uh, level that Ron DeSantis did in Florida, for those of you who count um and gary i thought he was going to reach down the phone and smack me he says you cannot <laughs> hear from michigan under any circumstance this is this is a bad scene he knows that he, i understand that uh but you have to make the exception here okay so this is kind of like john voight okay you can like his movies you're allowed to like his movies you can but you can also think he's an asshole so i think ohio is an asshole state but I will still cheer for the Buckeyes it's, in two weeks. It's almost like the people here, um, like, you know, we have we have a really good governor. <clears throat> the governor is the one who's kept us from being a right-wing sewer for a few years now. 
And people are like, all right, we'll give you that one. But we got to stack everything else with right wing assholes, senators, uh, lieutenant governor, anything we can. Uh, state house state legislature we got to throw all that against you but you can you can have that fucking little blue governor that you got there that's fine that's what it feels like well uh fortunately they haven't figured out a way to gerrymander an entire state okay so when when governors voted on everybody votes on it but then who are these people who are these people that voted you know for Roy Cooper, he's the Democratic governor of North Carolina. Now in his second term, he's been elected twice. But at the same time, voted for Ted Budd against Sherry Beasley. I and, get that. you know, we've we've gone down this road before, but it, it's it's really, really important. And I can't believe we have to keep saying the same thing, that this gets no national attention. Mm-hmm. They will not talk about this. All you hear is that the Democrats just cleaned up last week and every you ready for this. How many times you've heard this? Brit? Tell me if you, if you haven't heard this. Every election denier supported by Trump lost. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. secretary of state lost. I've and heard then that. they talk about John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, Catherine Masto in Nevada. Uh, and Mark Kelly in Arizona beat that piece of shit Blake Masters. Uh, so it was a Democrat. And they never mentioned the fact that in North Carolina, where the government is becoming an autocracy, and there was a close race that could have been closer, that Sherry Beasley got little or no support because i don't know why i still don't know why there should be there should be as they uh, like to say in accountability for this and that's my fear is that there's been so much success because the midterms were a lot better than the democrats thought they were going to be that there won't be a full accounting of well we kind of fucked up in north carolina and we kind of fucked up in ohio and we could have been way better and I, I, I don't feel that there's going to be a proper after action review as to why. I mean, right, I, right. I feel like you got the young people to turn out. Fantastic. Can't say shit about that. You got the voters to turn out. But there were a couple of places where it almost feels like in North Carolina, especially they were like, that's an acceptable loss. We'll take the hit. Ted Budd's going to be the guy. That's even worse. That's what it feels <laughs> like. I know. I know. If, if the rest of the country had any idea of what the definition of empty suit is, they would look up the name Ted Budd and there would be his picture and it would be empty suit. This guy has done nothing as a congressman. He is nothing. So unless you really want to get ugly and say that that, that this state's remnants of racism going back decades, going back through the entire 20th century, that sometimes seem to be receding are, are popping back up again well this is the jesse helms hangover i mean i still think the, the but, as, as many people are who are around today who don't remember or know who jesse helms is i think that still is a fart that still lingers over this state right but but that's an easy explanation and i i understand it as as well as as you do i i've seen all the campaigns that that helms ran but this state 
population is so much different. It's so much larger allegedly than it was 30 and 40 years ago. And it really is way more diverse. And don't tell me that these little shit counties out there, the ones that are red, that, that vote 70, 30 or, or 80, 24 Republicans have had equivalent population growth. They haven't. Those are the counties that last time I checked, Britt, I thought they were dying. I thought that the hospitals were closing in rural North Carolina. I thought that agriculture was on its back. I thought the tobacco industry had what hurt. Me. I th- so how, that does, it does not explain her loss in this it's just too simple to, to but you say, do have a lot well, you have a lot of people that move from some of the large cities particularly up north your chicago's your new york's your um your boston's your whatever and they want to move to very rural areas and they want to pay less taxes and they want to be out and they eventually they kind of turn into right wingers they kind of like i don't like i want the guns and i don't want there's there's a good and I, again i can't i can't quantify it into in a percentage but that's where some of those people end up and they end up going with the right wing crazoids because I just need taxes cut, taxes cut, taxes cut, taxes cut. And I don't like crime, 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 crime. And that's they end up in some of those bumfuck places. Do, do they know this is not really a low tax state? Do they know we have a state income tax? By the time they figure it out, it's too late. <laughs> I've begged for years for these people to recognize it. And I, I again, stop moving here. All it's right. not affordable. We don't have good restaurants. People can't drive. The weather is shit. You're not going to like it here. Please, please stop. Stop moving here. Stop telling your kids to move here and your fa- don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. All right. It's not a great place it's- to start a business. It's awful. From this list. Ready? Here we go. Um, Mike Pence and John Kelly both hid behind the Constitution. Jim Bohannon. Mm-hmm. Um, is Don really Ron's daddy? Uh, they blew up the Doville. Those are your choices. Do uh, Mike Pence. Okay. Um, there's almost nothing to say about Mike Pence's attempt to somehow regain his relevancy or salvage his reputation by putting out a book and then talking to um, some reporters, I think, talked to David Muir of ABC. I think he's going on CNN. Interesting. He's not going on Fox. Interesting at this point. Wonder why that is. Anyway, um, the fact that he didn't talk to the January 6th committee. Remember what he was saying? Well, if they invite me, blah, blah, blah. And he played the subpoena. If they subpoena me, blah, blah, blah. All right. So he never spoke when it mattered. He never spoke up when it mattered. And He's like the Doug Flutie of politics. It one Doug Flutie had one fucking great pass in his life. One great pass for Boston, and it made his career. And he was able to live off it forever. But at least he did play in the NFL for a long time. And he can say, you know, I did all right. In the case of Pence, he had one moment of clarity. One moment, one moment. Where he the irony, accused, of course, is that uh, Doug Flutie also received paychecks from Donald John Trump. Ah, that's true. Oh, it's a, it's the, it's the seamless ball of Trumpism infecting everything. So and I'm, I'm sorry to go against your premise, but he really was one of the best quarterbacks of college football in the eighties, but okay, sure. He had one good pass. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make a point. And his cereal, was, his cereal was quite it delicious. Could have been true. It could have been true. <laughs> flutie, flutie, flutie. Um, <laughs> 
So, so Pence, who spent you know five years being the worst Trump suck up of them all. Remember, we would always say that we would rank them. We did. We would rank them, and that one video of the cabinet meeting where they oh. went around the table, oh. and Pence had to win that one by going. It was a God sent Trump. Oh, Thank God was- he. Oh my I, God! I don't understand how how the Lord did not split the earth in two at that moment and just say game over, everybody out of the pool. Yeah. All right. So uh, on on January sixth, he refuses to do what Trump said to him and said, you know, we both took an oath to the Constitution, and I'm not going to do it. Well, you'll be a you'll be a loser. You'll suck if you don't do you know, all that shit. I don't really care anymore about his version of what we know happened. We know all that happened. We know he didn't give in to Trump at that moment, but that did not give him a free pass to never speak about it until now when until it writes, just doesn't matter. When and he writes a book. book. Yeah. When he wrote just, a book. No, that's, that's completely unacceptable. And he has about as good a path to getting the nomination to the presidency as our dog, T-Berry. T-Berry's a good dog. He's a good boy. Good boy. But he will never be the Republican nominee for president. Not going to happen. T-Berry has a lot better chance of getting booked on Fox right now, too. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. All right. So Pence is saying, oh, look, I told Trump, you know, we took an oath of the Constitution. I'm not allowed to do that. And fuck you. Basically, he didn't say that because Mike Pence has never said those two words in his life. We know that, right? He's a good He's a good Christian man. Um, John Kelly, who was Trump's second chief of staff, I think it was, and it's really funny when you say it like this, Rince Priebus. It's so funny. It gets funnier every time. Who the fuck says that? Who who does that? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody did. Um, Trump goes to, to Kelly and says, all right, I want you to sick the IRS. On the following people, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Jeff Bezos, uh, John Brennan, the former director of the CIA, Hillary Clinton, uh, Peter Strzok, and Lisa Page, the lovers. It's a real list of enemies. It's a real enemies yes. list. So Trump's enemies list and and John Kelly, uh, again, uh, brushes like, him off. Even You can't says, even... No, like, we're not, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going there. Like, even Nixon didn't go, okay, I want you to... Uh, you need to go ahead and, and, and audit uh, McGovern and uh, all of the candidates. And, like, even even Nixon never did that shit. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> well, we we know we've always been in a different league here. I'm sorry that Nixon got reduced to triple-A ball when it comes to... This yes. kind of shit, but it's 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 just about true. All right, so what is the Trump side's response to this story about uh, all the demands by Trump to go after his uh, enemies by using the uh, IRS? And this is the uh, the New York Times uh, and Michael Schmidt, their ace reporter, uh, on this story. So uh, they go to the. Uh, to the Trump people, and what is it? It's a complete fiction. Kelly is a psycho. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
these are some, these are some fresh takes. I never even heard of him. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't even know who Kelly is. On and on and on it goes. On and on it goes. And under normal circumstance, this in and of itself would be an impeachable offense for a president because it was one of the kind of things that Nixon would have been impeached and convicted for had he decided to to uh, tough it out. Liz Harrington is the Trump spokesman. It's a total fiction created by a psycho, John Kelly, who never said this before and made it up just because he's become so irrelevant. So that's a version of he's just trying to sell books or he's trying to get ratings. This is a response that lets you know that everything that Michael Schmidt reported about Trump's attempted use of the IRS to go after people who just weren't nice to him is true. You know that. See, but this, this is where you. Received. This is where they get to contrast with that stupid, that stupid thing they had during the Obama administration about the whatever that thing was in Cincinnati, where they had that one group and they insisted that they were trying to uh, go after conservatives with the IRS. And then right. like your, your uncle Frank, who is a low information voter at Thanksgiving will bring up what well, Obama went after. And it, and it was fake. It was fraud. It was debunked. Yeah. Completely debunked, but it doesn't matter. It, doesn't it turns matter. out that was true. Right. And, right. and this is the psycho John Kelly. And you can say what you want about all the people that passed through uh, alongside Trump or, or worked for him of all the people who you wouldn't say would be quote a quote psycho it was john kelly that guy was a straight shooter right he was the he was the military guy yeah no, he, was he was the was military guy the he together. was the guy wait he was the guy i believe wasn't it his son who got killed in uh, yeah. in iraq or or uh, afghanistan you know i mean I he that's right. he's given more to this country than than donald trump has ever given to a waiter in a tip Oh, it's okay. Uh, there's no question. I mean, he was the guy that was trying to get Donald Trump not to bomb half of the world. I mean, right. he, you know, he, he was that guy for a while. Right. Um, so there you go with that one. So just 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 file it away, put it in, put it but in you the file. You, right. you mentioned that thing about Pence and, and going on Fox. You you do realize that currently they they really are on on Fox News and everything that Mur the Murdochs own. They're like, who's Donald? Who? I don't. Right. I'm not oh, I know. sure. I've, I know. They're, they're trying very hard to wrap their entire bodies, including their lips, around Ron DeSantis as much as they possibly can. Now yeah. I don't know yeah, if they're going to get those clowns after seven o'clock to go along with that program, because Tucker Carlson I don't think can give up on his lover. But they're trying well, but on Laura, that channel. Laura, Laura, Laura was talking trash about Trump last week. Okay, so she's on board. She's, start, she's starting to separate, yeah. Well, I, and Sean, being the obsequious piece of shit, he, he eventually will turn, too, because he'll see. But I, I, Tucker's your wild card. Again, that is your monster within Fox. He's kind of like their own little Trump that they built and empowered. And now that he's going to turn himself against them, they're going to be like, oh, my God, we, we've got a Tucker problem. Well, yeah, you created Frankenstein's monster, and now he's fucking stabbing you in the neck. That's what's happening, and you can't do shit about it. Yeah, That's what's going on right now. Well, but none of that's going to matter. None of that's going to matter if, I guess we're supposed to believe that on Tuesday night, Trump is going to say he's running again. Uh, Michael Cohn says, no, he's not going to say that. He's going to do the same thing. He's, I'm here to tonight to have all you come here to let you know that i am ready to announce you know i'm ready to announce it i am so ready i 
Right. Wouldn't, wouldn't that and be like? The, guess, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be amazing if he did something like Christmas Day? He comes out, tries to ruin Christmas for uh, people by making some sort of stupid well, announcement. It's not just that. Apparently, for Tuesday evening, and he's doing this at Mar-a-Lago, which I I know you were. I certainly was praying that that tropical storm yeah. that went up the East Coast. That I mean, it started down in South Florida in in, in Broward and Palm Beach County that it did not damage Mar-a-Lago. We couldn't have that. Imagine the important documents that might get flooded out well, if they're the, still uh, there. We the amazing have. wedding went off without a hitch, and, and thanks be to God. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. Well, the, da- the Daily Mail, which is a gossip sheet for, for all intents and purposes, says it was more like a funeral than a wedding. Don was not in the uh, best mood. I just don't know why. He just Well, I feel, uh, to an extent, I feel, I feel sorry for one person. I feel sorry for Tiffany. And the rest of them can go fuck themselves. I hope the rest of them had a terrible night. I hope Don Jr. was doing bumps every three minutes in the bathroom. The rest of them, it, it's just, a, it's like. I don't feel sorry for anybody in, with the last name Trump. Wouldn't it None. be the most concentrated group of assholes in one place? Like, I can't even imagine another one. Like, right there in one area. Oh, you've never been to a radio convention? Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I was trying to uh, set you up. Right, right. Uh but Trump is inviting by everybody he thinks is his supporter, all the, you know, the, from the Lindsey Graham's on down. And he's going to be taking notice. He's taking attendance. He wants to know who's on his team and who immediately moves over into the uh, enemies list. Uh, so he's, he's put a test in place for this week. And of course, it's kind of laughable at this point, right? That that he still thinks he's the kingmaker, that he's still running something, and he's he's not. And the great thing is going to be, and this is my favorite. Remember how many rallies there were where he would pretend to be complaining, although it was legitimate. They never turn the cameras around to show you how many zillions. Of, there's so many people. Those cameras will not do anything, right? They will not show anything. Right? And then we did see how many empty seats at so many arenas were there. And so at this gathering tomorrow, if there's lots of empty seats and people don't show up for Donald Trump, That'll be great because remember, it's all about numbers. It's all about crowd size. This is crowd size. It's, he's not looking to have 20,000 people in Mar-a-Lago. That's not the, you know, it could be 400, 500. You got to make it look like it's a big crowd. But yeah, but um, so if he, if he does that and really says he's running, I guess that changes all the, the way the, the money that he's stealing from people who sent money. There's like, I can't, uh, honestly, there's people who have, there are people that have kissed his ass for seven years now. And I, and I, there, a lot of them are like, please God, please don't do this, Don. Please just go the fuck away. Like you're Lindsey Graham's and you're Kevin McCarthy's and you're Mitch McConnell's. And I, they are just begging him, please, please, please don't announce. And well, we, like, know, we know who's not going, Mitch McConnell's not going to be there. Okay. But like, there's only, who can you think that's going, like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan, like those people? Well, Lindsey, Lindsey Graham will be there. That's, that's sure. stupid. That's ridiculous. Because he will. You know he will. He's all but said that this, this whole fucking plane crash that happened six days ago was because of Donald Trump. He knows it. He's aware of it. 
He, but Brit, he, more, Brit, he plays golf with him. Some things are more important than losing an election. You want to lose your spot in the. I don't care if he plays hide the salami with him. You, you got to jump off the train at some point. Right. I mean, you don't have to follow the plane all the way to the ground. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get do. off. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's that brings us to the the Don and Ron show, which I know that you were uh, going to talk about. And that's to me the real joy of the runoff in Georgia is the the idea of the two of these people getting to a fist fight over who's going to speak on stage at a rally for Herschel Walker. That's going to be, to me, the, the greatest thing of all time. Well, um, the, the, the story is that the Department of Justice has been asked by the Agriculture Commissioner of Florida, which sounds like a nothing job, but it's actually a big deal job. It's held by a woman named Nikki Freed. Nikki Freed lost the Democratic primary to run against Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. She lost it to Charlie Crist, but she's still in office and uh she has sent a note to merrick garland he has been asked to investigate trump's claim that he sent the fbi to ensure that ron DeSantis won his race for governor back in 2018 because trump was bragging about that yes he was he was bragging about so since he was bragging about it i think we need to get to the bottom of it so that we know the truth right because we care so much about the truth. So good for Nikki Freed. Uh, here's the line that Trump put out last week. And this was part of the Ron DeSanctimonious rant. By the way, that, says, just gets, I, that just gets funnier, doesn't it? Every time he says that, that just gets funnier. I fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron. And he beat Andrew Gillum. Remember that guy? But after the race, when the votes were being stolen, by the corrupt election process in Broward County, and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in. I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys, and the ballot theft immediately ended. So Just let me let me them run. Yeah, let me let me recap. The guy who bitches about people stealing elections says he stole an election, <laughs> like openly, happily. No, I'm sorry, Britt. The last line says, I stopped his election from being stolen. He didn't steal the election, but he stopped an election from being stolen. Okay. Nice try. You can't touch this guy. He's that good. So Nikki Freed's right, so, going to call He's calling. She's calling him out on his bullshit. Right. She, she uh, sends a note to Merrick Garland says, it's imperative that you address these allegations immediately. There was no widespread election fraud in the 2018 election in florida there was no broad allegation that the election was being stolen from ron DeSantis in favor of andrew gillum i know because i was on the ballot myself nikki freed in 2018 so she's asking that the uh trump administration be cleared of or shown to have quote unquote tampered with florida ballots Britt, is there anything that you can think of that would be more um, projection by Donald Trump than accusing elections of being stolen and then being the guy who would, if he had the opportunity, and when you're the president of the United States, you can tell people shit to do Mm -hmm. to steal an election. Is there anything more? uh, Have we ever ever heard something about Trump and said, 
You know, that's so fucking crazy. We believe it. Have we ever had to backtrack? And say, oh, no. That, okay. We, we went too far on. No, it never happens. Mm. It never happens. Mm. Do you want to finish with uh, Deauville or uh, Hey Jim Bohannon, give us a radio smile? Um, let's blow up the Deauville here. That's yeah. a hotel that was uh, uh, on Miami Beach for a long time, going back to, the, I guess, built in the 50s or 40s. It was a pretty famous hotel. Um, the Beatles stayed there, and they, they practiced, and they videotaped a bunch of songs that uh, ran on the Ed Sullivan Show, not to be confused with their live appearances on the Ed Sullivan Show uh, in New York. But it's a pretty famous hotel. A lot of, a lot of folks stay there. And I never stayed there. My family never stayed there. We we stayed back in uh, that era, the 60s, when we would go down to, to Miami Beach for a couple of vacations. Um, at the Clevelander? At, uh, at a, well, we stayed, we, we would stay at the Doral, which oh. is, that building is still there. Right. It's a big black glass square building. I don't think it's called the Doral anymore. Not to be confused with the Doral Country Club that you know who owns now. <laughs> And we stayed at a hotel, again, that was torn down in 1980. I'm talking about a long time ago. We stayed at a hotel called the Momart. Momart. It wasn't a, a high-rise. It was kind of a nice place. But at the Deauville, when I was there in 1968 with my parents, was Wayne Newton playing. And my parents took me to see Wayne Newton. That was my first live concert. I think mm. I've uh, admitted this shame to you before. Uh, so... They've now torn it down. The place has been in disrepair, I guess, for 15 or 20 years. And so they finally got around to tearing it. Um, was Gle tearing was it Gleason down. doing his show for Miami when you guys would go down? Miami there? Beach. Yeah. Miami Beach. Did you, and you never, they never said, hey, let's go see one of the Jackie Gleason shows or they didn't do that? Uh, no. That would have no. been cool. Sorry. No. Um, but, you know, get, getting seats to TV shows is yeah. not, never an easy thing. Yeah. That would, they that would a very fun. limited size audience. And they were free and uh, and things of that sort. So goodbye to the Doville. It's just another. Um, I uh, once I couldn't get a corned beef sandwich at Pumpernick's anymore. It all faded for me. And we say farewell to Jim Bohannon, the guy who took over the Larry King slot on the Mutual yeah. Broadcasting Network for many many yeah, years. Jimbo, I didn't. Even, I did not know he was sick. Jim yeah. Bohannon was seventy eight, but he'd done talk radio really for 40, 45 years. And you're right. He's, the first time we heard it, he did substitute for Larry King. He played it straight down the middle, and he got his own show. And he, he did it, I guess, what, for 30 or some years. That was a big overnight show, right? One of those. Huge overnight show, yeah. And Huge then he would do – he had that little America in the morning thing that he would do where he would yeah, kind of yeah. warm up the your morning show on your talk I, station. I guess you know, just, just one of these very highly thought of decent people, which, which meant his days in radio had to have been numbered at some point if he was a decent person who played it straight. Um. But what happens when someone like that dies right now or moves on or, or doesn't hold their position anymore? Um, and we we learned this when when Limbaugh died. He may be replaced. In the case of Jim Bohannon, who was, a, I guess, a centrist for all intents and purposes, he will be replaced with right wing fuck faces, not necessarily individually, but if he was on 500 stations, you know, they they go their separate ways and they, they hire different people, but most of them will be right wing sewer rats. And there's a so, limitless supply of them. There's a limitless supply. And, and of I'll them. tell you right now, they're willing to work real cheap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So if uh, Bohannon occupied radio real estate on several hundred stations, that radio real estate now will move into the hands of what station owners consider to be the easy way out, which is just just put another right wing asshole on who who thinks you know Trump will be a great president in his second term. And that's just a it's kind of a small nugget, but that that's a little that's a little sad note there. But Jim Bohan, I don't know how familiar people are with his work, but he was around long enough that uh Certainly, the radio geeks know who Jimbo Hammond was. I never yeah, met yeah. him. Yeah, if, if you ever listen, I mean, and he, and he did have a he would he would try to keep it right down the middle. Although I heard him getting a little right wingy during the Obama thing, but that was that was the hit record. That's what where they were playing, you know. Yeah, but but when when the when it's all written, he's not known for that. No, he's not. So we, you, you're you either the, really not. Yeah, you you, you saw really this coming like way before when we went to that convention in Atlanta and everybody was like really just playing the playing the Obama hate thing. It's like crazy. And you, you were like, oh, it's over. This is this is done. We're yeah, they've 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 given up the ghost on this thing. They'll ride this ship. Did I say that? I guess I was right. I didn't even know. <laughs> they were they they it's like slim pickings on that fucking missile. Uh, and Dr. Strangelove, they're going to just ride this ride down to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's what we've got today. Uh, should, should we do a uh, program notes here? Yes. We're going to be off all of next week for Thanksgiving. So you can be thankful. Actually, we're, we're off all of next week so that I can prepare for the Ohio State-Michigan football games. It's, Joe Biden has made it so hard in this country. We have to scrounge, and, and we have to use the entire week to find enough stuff to put together for uh, a meal for our families. 